0: Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. Um, you know, we've had a few things happen recently. We have the Dave Campbell's deal. We're kind of reinventing some sort of the some of the ways that we do things around here. We're back to interviews and other stuff. What are you doing? We're
0: five months into the podcast. We're reinventing things.
1: Yeah, you always got to be reinventing. We we had twenty five episodes in all the way around. I guess is that plus or minus the R O F episodes. Twenty technically like almost. Less than 30. No, Isn't
0: no. the saying, don't reinvent the wheel?
1: <laughs> well, don't fix what's not broken, right? Ah. Uh, yeah. I mean, nothing is broken, though. So, How
0: many cliches can we put in the, uh, the first two minutes
1: of the podcast? A lot. Best no, thing since no. sliced bread? Best thing since sliced bread. Uh, I can't think of anything right now. It's Because I'm thinking about this conversation that we had with b uh Brian London, as you all know, all-time tackle leader for Texas State. All-time Bobcat, in my opinion. He's going to go in the Hall of Honor. Uh, I believe. Um, and he's just a, an all-around great guy and great person who we just got finished talking to.
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, probably one of the all-time players. He'd make your all-time team for sure. Um, talk about his pro career. Talk about selling mattresses a little bit. Talk about his time at Texas State and all of the fun, wacky adventures he had in Mo.
1: And a couple of like like, uh, San Marcos shout-outs. So if you really love the town, uh, now you finally get to hear what Brian London would do with the NIL stuff now.
0: Oh, for sure. And we did the top uh, seven deadly sins of weightlifting.
1: Mm-hmm. And he so... acknowledged my uh, sports history, which I appreciated as a former, you know, athlete. You know, did my time, too. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude, Brian's so awesome. And, uh, yeah. Here's Easy. the interview. Jinx. Pinch poke, you owe me a Coke. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. This is a new show that we're doing. I'm branding this completely different than Square Talks. We're doing this as great Bobcats. And of course, we got to talk to one of the greatest Bobcats to ever put on the maroon and gold, uh, Brian London, all-time tackle leader for Texas State. Brian, welcome to the show, buddy.
2: Appreciate you guys for having me, man. I'm excited.
1: So what have you been up to, uh, you know, uh, post-grad, post-everything?
2: Oh, really just like that transition, man. Um, like I came out, I guess, at the worst time to be like a college, you know, like a go to the NFL or just football in general. Uh, so just kind of the timing, uh, just being green about the whole process kind of affected things for me, man. So, really, just transitioning to life, uh, moved out, been here in Denver actually for like a year and a half now, just to kind of get away from like. Texas a little bit, just reset. So that's been cool. But yeah, just figuring out, you know, what else, you know, what else I'm passionate about outside of football.
0: Well, let's talk about that. Why was it so difficult? What what do you mean when you say like this is the worst time?
2: Yeah. Um so fast forward 2019, the fall, that was like my last like playing season. So fast forward to January. You know, hearing about this thing that's starting up in China, you know, where they're like locking down and everything, but surely, you know, what I'm saying that's not gonna get over here to the states, you know, we're better than that. Uh so I was training. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hindsight like 2020 wouldn't say that. But um, yeah, man, I was training in um at Atlas Sports, it's like Dallas, like Dallas suburb uh, over there in Melothian. Everything was going good. Uh, you know, I was excited about pro day and everything like that. Just for mid major, you really need like pro day, just a chance to like showcase what you could do. Um, then I mean, yeah, literally, I'm training with a bunch of guys. my My birthday is in March, and I distinctly remember it. I think it, my birthday may have been on Friday or Saturday of that week, the 12th. And so I'm making up, like plans with some guys like. Training was rough. Pro day's coming up. Like, maybe we just step out, you know, breathe for a little bit, and then the world just shut down. Like, I think it was, like, the day before my birthday or something like that. So, uh, pro day got canceled. The training I was in got canceled, shut down. Gyms closed. So, like, being a mid-major guy, like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, what does this mean for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, pro day and everything is my chance. Um, So, it was just – it was just hard. Uh by the grace, you know, of God, I got the chance with the Rams. It didn't come how I was expecting it. So normally I was hearing from you know my agent and stuff. I'd be like, you know, French guy, which I, I always kind of knew. Um and then teams started hitting me up. Like as we got closer to the draft, like, hey man, like if you're still there late rounds, we might take a flyer on you, or we have, at the very least, we're gonna bring you into camp right get to day three the rams actually called me and were like yeah like if you're there you know we're gonna i'm like okay all right cool you know i i should be there i don't see anything else crazy happening um and then yeah it just came and went like the last few rounds you guys know they just like fly by them it just came went uh nothing and i didn't hear anything after like my phone was like silent, you know. So, I've been training with these guys. I got friends, everything. So, I'm just seeing everyone get signed and everything. Like, I was excited for them, happy for them. But, um, so that was draft ends on what Saturday, right? So, it was like three days. It kind of felt like Easter coming over, kind of felt like Passover. I didn't hear anything until Tuesday. Then that's when the Rams called me. Um, then I went there. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I made it, but gyms were still closed. So I had to like jerry rig my garage, like my parents' garage, because I had to go back home, sourcing like equipment off of like friends' houses, like just everything. It was just like, it was, it was tough, you know? Like, I, there was nothing I could do in San Antonio. Uh, I didn't even know anyone who could get me like work around, you know? Like, you know, like some, I know some guys have like, uh, their schools, you know, were able to, like, you know, work out on the sly. I didn't even have that, so it was just nothing, so that was tough. Um, I ended up catching COVID, like, a month before I went, you know, like, for the, uh to the Rams, so that was trash. Uh, that was the OG COVID, too. Yeah. yeah. Original strain. <laughs> yeah, and I was honestly scared, because, like, my, like, My process was like, wasn't, I never felt bad during the whole thing. So I was like, all right, you know, you know, I'm healthy. I'm good. But afterwards, like I couldn't like my, like I couldn't breathe that good. So I was like, oh man, like this biggest like tryout of my life. And like, I'm having COVID effects. Um, But yeah, so that just kind of like, it was just everything. And then I finally get there. Um, No preseason games. So it was just, it was just, it was hard. No preseason games. I went to a team that um, hadn't had anybody who like in the linebacker room, hadn't had anybody who started more than like four games or something, something crazy. So it sounds good. Like, Oh, there's opportunity. Right. But no, during COVID, like only reps you get are practice reps. So like, If you're veteran guys, like, your veteran guys need those reps. So it was just tough. You know, I'm in camp with the Rams, other positions, like, get more opportunities. Like, Sean McVay, like, he's super dope. But, like, they run, like, a pretty, like, light training camp compared to other teams. So Aaron Donald is, you know, taking days off. So younger guys are getting, uh, getting more reps there. Jalen Ramsey, just every other position on the Rams, wide receivers, you name it, linebackers, like they're they're taking all the reps because like they need them. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. So I got very limited reps in camp. And then hadn't done pro day. So other teams didn't have that, didn't have any preseason. It was just tough. It, like it was just tough. Uh then after that. Made it all the way through the end of training camp. Unfortunately, got cut. But then there's no like CFL to fall back onto. They were canceled. No like all these other leagues now. No XFL, USFL. So it's just like it was just just a tough time.
0: I feel bad. I didn't want to make you like you know relive <laughs> this trauma, man. But this is yeah. interesting stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is a little behind the curtains. So what like what's the big thing you learned from this experience because i know you're one of those guys that like everything that happens to you you're gonna learn something from it so what did you learn from
2: this um i mean i learned a lot about timing you know what i'm saying i definitely learned about timing and just how that affects things um i really had to learn a lot about like forgiveness because like i'll be honest like i was pretty like salty you know like Of course, like, when it's my chance for this opportunity, like, freaking the world is, like, crumbling, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I was pretty bitter for a while. So I had to learn, like, you know, to forgive, just not only myself, but conditions out of my control. Uh, So i say those are two biggest things, timing and just, like, forgiveness in general.
0: Have you thought about getting, like, I am imagine you're still in pretty good shape. Have you thought about, like, you know, as things have opened up a little bit more, the different leagues opening up and stuff?
2: Yeah, I've thought about it, man. But it's just – I made it out, you know, no injuries, no nothing like that. Um, And then I I just had a lot of time, as we all did during COVID, and just kind of post-no football, just to find, like, other things that, like, you know what I'm saying, I'm interested in, I'm passionate about. So I I think I'm good on it. There's some days, you know, where I'm like, ah, like I do kind of miss it. Like when fall kicks up, I really miss the locker room more than anything. But Mm. yeah, I'm I'm pretty content. Like you know, like with what I've accomplished and what football's afforded me. Yeah, I mean, how do you find that
1: in in school? So like, how could you not be? You know, like because anytime you're like, oh, I could still be doing that. It's like, well, you had a pick at College Station, you know, in Kyle Field. You heard everybody. (laughs) "You, You shut up,
2: College Station. It was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, nah, it was a cool moment. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I've worked on, my forgiveness and just gratitude for, you know, so I I can kind of, like, let that chapter close with peace.
0: How do you find that locker room in, in, like, what you're doing now? You know what I mean? Like, do you still hang out with some guys? Is there, like, a crew that you run with that you're, like, this is kind of recreating the locker room feel a little bit, you know, that camaraderie?
2: Yeah, it's been a little bit hard, man, because, like I said, I relocated to Denver. So I don't have it as much out here. I mean, I do keep up with, like, all of my teammates and everything like that. I'll check in with them, so I still have that. Um, that's one thing I'm also excited for. I'm actually probably moving back to Texas, so I want to be around the program, be around a lot of the guys a lot more. So I'm excited about that. But it's been hard, man. Like, um, just simple stuff. I didn't realize, like, was that hard. Um uh, Going to like just a regular like recreational gym, dude. That's tough crazy. for you, I bet. Yeah, it's not the same, man. I'm used to like like just being able like waiting on equipment. Oh man, dude. That's something <laughs> <like> hard. <harvest. laughs> you, you see know, the like, weirdest
1: things at public gyms too. I worked at the rec like when I was at school. So I, I saw some yeah. dummies and just doing yeah, you know, the weirdest things. And it's like, you know, I, I I played some sports. Obviously, I'm not like you. But Don't say that, bro. I did play sports. I, like, I, did. I'm not, I'm not saying, I said I'm not like b God, You play some sports, man. It's I
2: play some sports. Yeah. I, I threw down
1: the gauntlet. I think I'm the best in shape uh, journalist that covers Texas State. So I, I'm racing anybody who covers a team in 100. <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm yeah. saying I'm not that like good at sports like you. But I've seen some crazy things in the gym. So I can only yeah. imagine you, you know, professional athlete, you know.
2: <laughs> Dude, I, I think the biggest thing for me is just like uh, people who just like hog the racks, man. the Racks are not for curls. I, I can't get around it. It's not for curls, especially like when are like, maybe if you're doing like some just crazy amount of weight on like barbell curls or something, but. You know, we gotta get the tins, like that's not gonna work. That's just not gonna work. <laughs> Dude's not wiping
0: the equipment down, like it's a whole yeah, thing for uh, you.
2: Man, answering phone calls, like it's tough. Breaking machines, it's crazy. Yeah. It's we, gotta below, we gotta get the B
0: we gotta get the B loose below uh seven deadly sins of the gym. Like, what's the seven things that drive you the craziest, man? Cause that um, that that's gonna be a good list.
2: All right. I've already spoke on the Misuse of the squat rack, so like curls and stuff like that, that's killer. Um, not wiping down equipment, I hate that. Like we we're not even out of COVID all the way. Like at you know, least we could do is wipe down equipment. Um, I hate not putting like re racking like weights. Like oh man, like I hate when like there's a forty fives and there's like tens in between. Like it's just I like I like it to look neat. Uh. What else? What else we got? The phone calls. The phone calls. Yeah, no, can't forget that. The phone calls, like just hogging equipment. Um, how about the people recording themselves? I'm not. I'm on the fence about that one. Like, if it's done correctly, like I get it. Like I, like I, I'll be honest. Like sometimes, like you know, I watch like the content creator like Jim, you know, sometimes it's cool. So I feel like if it's done correctly, that's not that bad. Um I oh, the guy
1: with the uh, music on his phone, you know. He yeah, like- yeah,
2: no no music out loud, dude. Like <laughs> I get, it. we all forget our AirPods or headphones. You just you just got to tough it out that day, you know? They're, we don't know I want to hear what you're listening to. Um Oh, what else was I going to say? Oh, mirror only guys. Like there's there's other you can work. There's other areas to work out. You you don't have to get a like peak at yourself like every exercise. You know, how many is that? Is that is that six?
1: I think you got six. Yeah.
0: I got one more oh. for you. Oh, what you got? Okay. What what do you no. got?
2: No, no, no. Let's hear it. I like over dramatic people. Like I don't want to. I don't want to minimize anyone's like wins and successes in the gyms, but like the like the loud like I don't we don't need that. That's we don't need that. I
1: was gonna. We're throw not in... all on that guy's fitness journey, you know.
0: <laughs> I was gonna throw in the guy that wants to teach you how to lift weights. You had that oh, guy, yeah. The forum, the forum
2: guru, yeah.
0: I just, yeah, that, that would be mine, but that's a good one too. I, I like, I like the guy that's a little bit too loud at the gym. Um, I want to talk about your experience with these head coaches, man, because as fans, you know, I look, Jacob and I, we covered quote unquote, What we covered the team. quote unquote.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's documented.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, but like, it's, it's like a, fa- I always said a fanalist, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I love my school. I'm going to cover the team, but like also, you know, if somebody's doing some dumb shit, I'm gonna say something, you know? Like yeah, that's yeah. just how it is. No, I guess. Um you. what was the difference? Because you had a year of you had multiple years of Withers, you had a year of Spabitall. What what tell me a little bit about the, both those coaches?
2: Ooh, uh they just ran kind of like different ships, I guess if you will. Um like Coach Withers was like very like structured. Um not to say Coach Spavs wasn't, but it was kind of more like you know what you need to get done to be successful or, like, what you need to do personally to find your own success, and he kind of let you the freedom to do that. Whereas Coach Withers was like, I'm going to show you guys what it looks like to be successful. Like, and if you find – you know what I'm saying? So you had to work in the confines of that. so it was kind of like weird. Uh, it was like a weird uh, dynamic because Coach Withers was like good to a fault, I guess, if you will. Just because there's not like a one. Like I, I have some teammates who can like eat. I have some teammates over the course of years who could eat whatever, like sleep, whenever and show up ready to perform and then I did have you know my guys were like no like I gotta get nine hours of sleep eating on time so so like that what he like his version of success like you have those guys on both sides where it just didn't fit them and then I guess on the flip side coach Spaz where you have like the freedom like you guys know Texas State and like Oh boy, do (laughs) we! You know, not really Zimmel. He didn't. He
1: didn't party or anything. So
2: no, no, never party. No, 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 never party. But just everything there is in Texas State. So like, sometimes where there's lack of like structure, there's just so much like to get into. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I was gonna say, according to Withers, what he told us is that he came in to a very poorly run organization and he had to build the foundation from the beginning right just from the mm-hmm. start i got to find a way to get everybody structured in the same spot do you feel like that was kind of the case do you feel like it was kind of like what i, I think he he used a, a term that i'm not going to use when he was talking about the the program uh yeah, yeah but you know a, what i'm talking he
2: about. about he used a lot of terms that probably aren't you know this seems like a family for him <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we definitely don't I, I just
0: don't want somebody clipping this and then 30 <laughs> years down the road, me losing my job, the way yeah, they're yeah, yeah, describing no,
1: things. It's
2: not, it's not worth it.
1: You know, He's going to reply to you it. with a popcorn gif, Andy. Yeah.
0: One of, yeah, one of those, he can say it, I can't say it situations. Yeah, no, I but, but do you feel like it was the same, like, in that kind of vein?
2: Uh, I guess, speaking – I can't speak to it overall. I mean, I do feel like there's definitely, like, there's a lot of, like, good he did. And there's obviously some things that probably rub people the wrong way that, you know, maybe, like, I don't can't say I agree with 100%. But for me personally, like, I needed that direction. You know what I'm saying? It, like, helped me build a framework to find success for my own. Because prior to that, we had a coach – Francione who I spent my like red shirt year with like uh I was lacking that kind of like structure and I came from like a really small school so like Texas State was just like mind-blowing so I think the coach Withers structure definitely helped me figure out like what it looks like to be successful
0: you said a small school what high school did you go to again Brian
2: I went to uh, you never heard of it, but <laughs> you went to Reagan, <laughs> right? No, 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 no. I had a bunch of friends at Reagan. I tried to go to Reagan at one point, but no, I went to Randolph. Oh, high school, yeah. So gotcha, I graduated gotcha. with like seventy something people in my class. Dang. Yeah,
0: okay, got you. It was air, the air, the Air Force Base. Got you. So yeah. that was, yeah, okay, I. I knew it was San Antonio. I couldn't remember if it was Randolph or Reagan. Okay, that makes sense. But I was going to say, like, Reagan's not a small school. I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> oh, nah, nah,
2: nah. No, I had a lot of friends that went there, so I'd hang out with a lot of those guys. But no, I didn't go. Gotcha.
0: Okay, well, there you go. Um, well,
1: how was... school football's changed a lot, too. What was the hang-up with, with you uh, not going to Reagan initially? Well,
2: well I live I like, far. <laughs> I live <laughs> super far from Reagan. I the, the whole reason that came to fruition is because I – uh. Played AAU with a lot of guys that went to Reagan. And then, so I wanted, like, to play with them. Not AAU football, though, right? You're talking about nah, it like, I, I was a hoover back in the days, man. I thought that was, <laughs> was going to be it until I stopped growing, you know, I peaked. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I lived, like, 30 minutes away from Reagan. Like, I, I was no no way, shape, form in, that like, their jurisdiction or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Got gotcha. you. Well, tell us some stories about Texas State, man.
2: Yeah. Well, you had
1: you went through a bunch of stuff with yeah. like through uh, your tenure. I think the bus crash is like the crazy. Like, that should have been a national story, in my opinion. I was like, what's going yeah. on at this place?
2: I'm going to be honest. I, I could tell that story. But coming from me, it'll be like kind of like uh, anti-climatic. And, like, and my parents watched this, they are probably laugh too deep. I I'm, I was asleep. Like, I didn't even realize. <laughs> I wasn't even on one of the bus. I may have been on the bus that hit the other bus. So on my bus, like, we really didn't feel too much. I can't remember. I was either on a bus that wasn't. There was three buses. I may have been on the bus that wasn't in it or the bus that hit the first bus. But no, I just remember us being, like, we were stuck in traffic on the way to New Mexico State. And then, uh, yeah, I was, like, in and out of sleep. Like, I was like, damn, I feel like we should have been there by now. And then, yeah, I, I think, I want to say I was on the second bus. But yeah, I just remember feeling it. Like, we broke hard a few times. Like, it was stop and go traffic. And, like, I don't know what the bus driver was doing. But then I want to say one of the times, like, I was like, oh, that wasn't, like, that wasn't just a hit of the break. Like, I think we hit something. (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) it was crazy. And then, yeah, we had to get out. And then, I want to say it was the cheerleaders, because they were on the front, but they were on the bus that actually got hit. So, like, a bunch of them, like, uh, a few of them actually, yeah, actually got hurt, like, suffered, yeah, a few things, um, yeah, but we what? had to, like, get off the buses and we were just, like, outside for, I don't know, it felt like maybe, like, an hour. And we're, like, looking, like, is, are we got to get there, like, all the time? And then you're seeing people, like, I didn't realize, like, the ambulance came mm-hmm. and, like, it, it was just a whole debacle. And then we get to the locker room. I think EK, Elijah King, like, he was, like, one of our better receivers that year. He had a concussion, so mm-hmm. he didn't play. Uh, We start the game with, like, four picks in a row. I think New Mexico State is running, like, I think we got them to, like, they converted fourth down, like, well, I, I don't know. They're running trick plays. Dude, that was, like, the craziest start to a game I've ever experienced in my life. Do you know how hard it was for me the next day, like that next week,
0: to defend this team? Do you know how difficult it was to be like, it was the bus crash, it wasn't the players? Well, I mean, after you go through
1: that, right? Like, that's kind
2: of crazy, too. He just told us that he was (laughs) fine. Wow, okay, okay. Well, I'm different, I'm different, I'm different. (laughs) I think there were some guys that were shaking up, and then... Uh, people don't realize it's like when you get off schedule, like sometimes like it just messes up your routine and kind of takes you out of the zone. Like we were literally just in the middle of like a field, on the side of the road, no connection, and it's like it's hard to just stay locked in. So I, I mean, granted, our performance was inexcusable. I yeah, Tyler it. Jones, man, it really shook him up.
1: <laughs> I remember when they had posters of him all over campus, and I was like oh, man, this is crazy.
2: This yeah, is really that, game stuff. Was, that game was wild. That Where's one... my b
0: poster? Did they ever come to you about that? Like, hey, promotional-wise, like, you know, you're getting up here in the tackles, you know, Sunbelt, all defense, you know, let's get some posters up. Did anybody ever talk to you about that?
2: No. My only claim to fame was the – um, I had the, like, billboard off, like, I-35, but I had, a, like – I had a black visor on, so you couldn't, like, really tell it was me. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, I had, like, my little mustache kind of showed. So if you knew, you knew. But, nah, that was it, man. With this
0: new NIL deal, stuff like going, do you think to yourself, man, I I lost a bag there?
2: Yeah? Oh, man. (laughs) I lost a bag, man. Like You uh, think so? I mean – I wouldn't be like Brawny where, you know, he said to make seven mil next year, wherever he goes. But I like to think I could have made like a decent, you know, like at least eight free, you know, because I barely have money to do that. So I feel like, you know, at least eight free. What would have That's been like the, what
1: would have been like the initial places you would have gotten or tried to get with, you know, like places that you like in San Marcos or, you know. Yeah, like
2: uh. Uh, dang. Oh, if I uh, had the choice,
1: like I would be Melu's, well, like <laughs> <laughs> Pi Society, Dos Gatos. Yeah, no, nah, like.
2: nah, Pie Society was dope, but uh, I was real big on uh, what Lola's, I think it's oh, Lolita's Loli's? now, yeah, yeah, Loli? yeah. yeah. What, what was it now? She had to change her name. I oh, really? It used to be Lola's, but mm. now it's Lolita's, I think. I think you're right, I, I have it swapped, but yeah, I went there. The Exxon Tacos went there many sure. a nights. So the Brian the... London
1: special. No. Yeah, Ooh. yeah.
2: After the square, man, I was always there. Chimmy's. Uh, Honestly, if it was on the square, I probably. Now Valentino's yeah. is back. Yeah. Yeah, Valentino's is back. That's dope. Um, oh. Uh, dang, but all you can eat sushi. Uh, oh, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Do I. Didn't find out about Kobe until maybe, like, my junior year. Like, I wasn't a big sushi guy where I thought. Man, yeah, it was lovely. for the best. Huh? Could have been turned into a defensive tackle. You are at Kobe's <laughs> up. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, no, honestly.
1: I saw they took the defense out to Kobe, like, not too like – maybe – I think it was Coach Greg post or something. But they took oh, the, really? the whole defense out to Kobe. I was like, I can only imagine, like, what the – I mean, the bill is set because it's, like – nine or ten dollars or whatever based on the dinner yeah, or lunch service bad. but yeah. still yeah a lot of fish
2: oh actually and then uh the smoothie place five dollar fridays uh, smoothie king i yeah. love that place i would have been there and then i had this old truck man so i probably would have been at one of the dealerships i'll probably had to like put them in a little bidding war or something but yeah I, my truck back then it was it was time Nice. Damn,
0: so Brian London was not riding high, huh? Not the big man on campus. That's tough. No,
2: uh, no, nah, nah, just a modest, a modest man. Talk about breaking
0: some dreams. All right, Um, we talked a little bit about the SMU game. I want to ask you, because I don't think, I don't remember a lot of bad interviews with you. There's other athletes at Texas State that I can remember being like, "Oh, they don't like me." But I don't remember any. Like, <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't remember any Brian London like being like this freaking idiot. So, that's good, I guess. But what we got to talk because at SMU, very nice stadium, they don't have enough rooms for us Apparently. For whatever reason, they made us interview the players and coaches in a uh, in a uh, stairwell. Yeah. Is that the craziest place you've been interviewed?
2: Oh uh... Probably. Like as like a formal kind of interview. Yeah, probably. Well, especially because it's like a private school.
1: So I was like, I mean, you should have seen the press set up for us, but we had a buffet for days. It was awesome. And yeah. so I go down to the field, you know, doing my thing and we link up back with you guys and they're like, I'm we're in the stairwell and I'm like, where are we going? Like, is this the room upstairs <laughs> or downstairs? Like what are we doing here? And then they bring up a coach at all. And I'm like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> So yeah, and then yeah. you like you had just played a game. So then they bring you down like two flights of stairs and I'm like, are we, yeah, this, nah, is our, was, this is our was, number one guy right now. What are you doing?
2: Man, even I think some some schools just do that with the like visitor facilities just in general. Like even the locker rooms were like I was happy, I was honestly happy to come out there and do the interview because like the locker room was like so yeah. small. Yeah it's always
0: incredible to me that you were able to give us like cohesive sentences after playing a game. (laughs) Cause I mean, for those, I mean, most people who watch the interview, listen to us are going to remember the way that you played. You did not play uh, like slow. You were very fast. Everything that you did on the field, everything you did on the field was like a point of attack going in. So the fact that you come off the field and give us like very eloquent answers about like, yeah, on third down, we just couldn't make a stop. Like, I mean that that's something.
1: You honestly yeah. spoiled us because we would go from you to anybody else, you know, yeah. at Texas, across sports even. And we would be like, well, yeah. not below for sure. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, nah, I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I The game just kind of like would come slow to me. So honestly, it was kind of an outlet. Because I would always, I was used to like my dad or my parents. Like I talked to them after the game. So like it was, I was kind of used to it, you know, like, doing, like, a play-by-play, and, then like, I'm the hardest judge on myself. So, like, I like to, like, I don't know. It just helps me to, like, remember it and replay stuff before we get to the film session. And I, it helps me, honestly, a lot of times, like, come up with my story. Like, I'm going to tell the coach, like, when he's like, Brian, why did you miss that? <laughs> like, I've been thinking about it, you know, so I have a reason. You know what I'm saying? So I Anytime
0: anybody tells us, Jacob, that they're the, they're the hardest critic, I look at that as a challenge. I go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, you for sure have. How
0: can I be harder on them than they are on themselves?
1: (laughs) You've messaged me after some really good days you've had. I'm like, what is this guy on? Like, I don't know what he thinks he this is right now, but he's a little too hard on himself for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm I'm a I'm a tough critic. All right, Brian, I want to talk about like what you see now with the program because clearly, I think you still care about Texas State. You're not like a lot of people who they leave Texas State and then they're just done with it. I think that you not only because you have all the records and, and you were such a big part of the football program, you you still care. So what do you see now with the new head coach, new guys in the, in different positions? What, what do you see about Texas state? Wait, wait,
1: wait, Zim. wait, wait, wait. I have tweets from Velo actually about oh, sorry. Their thoughts on this matter. First one. <laughs> and this is the one I retweeted too. I don't know if they can play, but coach going crazy in the portal. Hashtag take back Texas. And then the next one is, where do I apply to be Texas State Recruiting Coordinator? I swear I'll get us turned up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is this the, is this the announcement here, below that you're coming back to Texas State to be the recruiting guy?
2: Oh, man, I wish. I honestly wish. I feel like it would be a lot of fun. I could do some good there. But no, those those guys right now don't look like they need me. So, you I know, mean, I'm just sit back and I think just be a fan. Uh, I'm excited. Being here in Denver, I haven't got a chance to, like, really, like, Go back, you know, kind of meet the new coach and stuff. How, how do you pronounce his last name? Like, I don't want to butcher. Oh, it. Kenny? Is it Kenny? Okay, I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. Zimmo was I,
1: mispronouncing I, it for like weeks. And then I was, <laughs> I had to get him on the side. I'm like, you know, that's not how you pronounce it. Right? It's funny
0: because the way everybody says it, it sounds like Cartman talking to his friend. Kenny? Kenny? GJ <laughs> <G>. Kenny?
2: <laughs> no, that is funny. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't saying it wrong. But no, I think Coach Kenny's doing a, a real good job. I think. First of all, I didn't know like how we got that many scholarships. Like I keep see- I thought it was done. That's what every, I was saying. Every day. <laughs> i Aren't we up to like 30 or something right now? 36, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's absurd. But They're waiting on two. Oh, uh, we're waiting on two? Like yeah, they two, got
1: two commits right now, but they haven't signed yet. So. Oh, okay,
2: okay, I got you, I got you. Yeah. But um, I think it's right now, it looks like to be a good balance of like Juco and high school guys a lot of routes to Texas. So I think that's cool. I always like um didn't understand like why we didn't try to get like more, you know, like local guys and everything like that. Um but yeah I'm excited. I think there's a like a, a good aura around the program right now. So yeah, just I'm excited to go back to Texas too because like any way I could help or be a part of that, I'd like to for sure.
0: Now, you're from San Antonio, so you know how big of a thorn in the side UTSA is for me, and you, I imagine, too. Is this, like, the rival that you, like – I lose sleep about it at night, but do you lose sleep about it at night, UTSA? Yeah,
2: I lose a lot of sleep because a lot of those guys, like, I really – I wanted so badly to come to Texas State. Uh, Like Rashad, Sincere, they're now kind of like – Part, well, sincere left. They were part of like that real good senior class. Like I wanted them at Texas State so bad. I tried my hardest. Honestly, maybe now looking back on it, I guess my track record as recruiting coordinator wasn't good. But I did everything. <laughs> well, you recruiting. had your
1: eye on the guys, so yeah, I mean, that's the first you know, step, right? right? Yeah,
0: I could see talent too. That doesn't mean I'm a good recruiter. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you're not in the building. Bilo's already there. He's he's <laughs> got a brand people can trust. Who, yeah. Who's, who's now, I
2: felt this? honestly, I felt like I did a good job. I feel like the staff they didn't they didn't hold up their end of the deal. Oh, so, look at that! Look so, at so, like, that! like you were the I guy like that it.
1: they would bring in, right? Like they bring in recruits, and you're probably one of the first people they meet, right?
2: Yeah, so I did a bunch of recruiting visits, and a lot of I did a lot of recruiting visits for guys that actually ended up committing, but. I think the biggest problem with like the kind of going back to the UTSA thing. um, Rashad and Sincere both went to Justin, which I live like right next to. I worked out with both of them at one point, like when they were like younger than me when I was coming up. So I was really close with them, uh, more so Rashad than anything. But they both wanted to go to school together. But where we messed up, where the staff dropped the ball is, they wanted Rashad to transition to running back instead of defensive back, and I think he would have been great at running back. But that's not ultimately what he wanted to play, so that that kind of
0: and it worked yeah. out pretty damn well to be the DB. So yeah, he...
2: exactly. That's I knew he could play DB, man. I, that's what I'm saying. Tough, dude. No, I'm telling you, lo has got it. That's what
0: I'm What's the recruiting pitch, Belo? If I was an 18-year-old, what's the recruiting pitch to bring me to San
2: Marcus? Sim, Oh, I'll probably just uh, – well, that's another thing. I'm not bringing anybody – like, those, we would do, like, December visits. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> probably, yeah. I would really just try to get people, like, to come uh, Was it, Bikini Hill, like the river right there? Yes, uh, this guy gets it. This first, guy gets it. Come on. Like I That's don't, know, the first I don't step. know. I don't know like the dates and the deadlines or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we should like the bit, like we need to stagger where people come that first week of classes. Like in the fall, like where it's just you get out of class and you just that was the hardest part. That's another thing that is hard about being at Texas State. Like where our athletic facility is, like you have to come from classes, a long day of classes. And past that hill, it becomes really hard to go play football. Play well,
1: games. just parking over there, too, is like – Yeah, but I can only imagine that's... if you're an athlete, you know.
2: Yeah, but – Yeah, look,
0: um, Jacob, I don't know if I need to tell you this, but we're not talking about parking over here. I'm we're talking, talking about... about parking,
1: all right? We're, we're... <laughs> if you talk about Texas State, you can't not talk about parking, right? Yeah, I would take parking you there,
2: is... uh probably a Tuesday on the square, too. Like everyone thinks the weekend is prime scoring, it's really a Tuesday because it's like uh the mark has tequila or whatever for like a dollar twenty five. I don't know if that's still a thing, but you got that dollar dose. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like a good crowd. It's not too crowded like on the weekends. It's just a, it's a vibe, man. I'm telling you, I I get them right. That, Bilo's got to bring the
1: Duco's. not about the square life. So he doesn't know he's, what he's talking about. No, 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 no. no.
0: <laughs> Bilo, Bilo's bringing you can't bring an 18-year-old to the square on a Tuesday night. You can bring the Tarantinos. <laughs> bring the Jucos in. Can't I don't think I don't think the 18-year-olds are going to enjoy the square as much as you would. I think that's just an excuse to go out on
2: Tuesday. <laughs> they can go to Chimmy's
1: till uh, like 8 or 10, you know. Yeah,
2: you know. <laughs> and they round up it.
1: the 18-year-olds.
2: <laughs> Get out of here. I know some I know some I know some guys, I know some workers.
1: Well, you know what they could do? They could take them to Chimmy's for the radio show that the coach does, you know? And then they give yeah. all the little eighteen year olds wristbands and they're like, okay, we gotta go now.
2: It <laughs> <Before laughs> gets bad over here. <laughs> well, no, I definitely would take them to the river though for sure. Like just like after a school day. Uh there's just so much to do around San Marcos. take them tubing, just show them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I think that it's a pretty easy sell. The te- the coaches tell us it's a pretty easy sell, um, and then for some reason, guys don't come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it- yeah. But I think I think that that's not fair. Now I think that we are seeing a kind of a transition period. I think things are changing a little bit more, so that's good.
1: When's the last yeah, time you no, have I'm been sure. back,
2: uh, Belo? Oh, last time I've been back, uh, it's probably been a little bit over a year. I don't think I made any games this past season, but the season before I went to the home opener and I maybe went to like two, two more home games or something around there. Yeah.
0: Well, when you move back to Texas, we got to get you to throw out a first pitch. That's what that's the hill that we're on right now is trying to get more, uh, more first pitches, ceremonial first pitches done at these baseball games. I
1: don't know who's been throwing them this year, but hasn't been me. Hasn't been you. What? Those are the two people that matter. I feel like we're kind of towards the bottom, not the bottom though. Not the very bottom, but you know. Yeah, we're not first, we're not getting the first call for sure. I'll
0: tell you what, I will give up my spot in line for B Brian, congratulations. You can you you are now ahead of me in line when it comes
2: okay, to for sure. wherever that is in line, but I'm ahead of you. I appreciate that. That's and fine. I was ahead of Zimmel for sure
1: to begin with, so you could be ahead of me now too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look at that. Brian just jumping up
0: through the ranks i comment. You know, what we got to get Trout on the phone. We'll get Trout. We'll <laughs> figure right. it out. We'll get we'll get you to throw out. a He first told us pitch. we could
1: take BP anytime we want. So you know,
0: there you go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, just a little little flex, little flex, a little flex.
2: <laughs> got some respect. <laughs> a little slight flex. I feel it. I respect
0: it. Oh man, Brian, it was great talking to you, man. Yeah, it uh, was awesome,
1: Brian.
2: Yeah, I don't.
0: I'm trying to think of anything else. You may, are we missing something? Can we plug? What would you have anything to plug for us?
2: Ah, uh, nothing to plug, man. Just excited, uh, just excited for just where Texas State is going. Slam Marcos, like I'm just hey, we take take back Texas. I'm here, I'm here for all of you man. Ooh, I like I it. I love it.
1: Sweet. Well, thanks, Brian. Again, appreciate it. Before right. we go, I have to talk about our partnership with Elite Sports. Um, you know, they actually made a link for me, so I'll share this right now. Uh, this is the list of all of their texas state athletes they have them on the maroon and gold tab uh, you know this is again partnership that we're doing with them uh they're a company that works with athletes it's part of the nil stuff and helps them establish a brand and start selling merch so we've got austin smith xavier perez mason Harold, chase mora the list goes on and on uh, feel free gear up with elite sports uh that's e-l-e-t-e and use code square Helps us out. I still really can't get over that conversation.
0: <laughs> no, and you know, honestly, one of the more fun interviews that we've done, I this is what you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, Jacob, when you're reinventing things. These are the type of interviews that we want to do, and we're going to have a bunch more coming up.
1: See, and you were talking about, oh, we don't need to reinvent anything. Or I think, honestly, the thing that you and I were best at in college was getting interviews with people. And so that's kind of like the impetus of this is like, well, you guys want to hear it from these people, and maybe you want to hear it from us. So, hey, we're going to set these up and just kind of freeform hey, it, really.
0: Jacob, the reviews are in. They don't want to hear it from us. They want to hear it from the yeah, guests. They want to hear
1: from who they want to hear from, for sure. Yeah, and I think b is one of them. So, 100%. Yeah, we got b locked up right here. More On great ones coming. More great uh, ones
0: coming. Before we go, Jacob, I got an announcement. Jacob, I want to thank you for making this podcast possible because honestly, I've been thinking about this. We talked a little bit about it with Don earlier last week, and this is a a big, the whole reason the podcast works is because of you. So I wanted to give you a thank you at the end of this podcast. One of the best ones that we've done, because without you, this whole thing doesn't run. So thank you, Jacob, for making this possible.
1: The podcast was great, but the after show that we did with Brian, we just like hanging out with him a little bit on Zoom. I mean And if we can get
0: in, you know, look, little things are in the works here. We'll see if they happen. A little bit more Brian London in your life, maybe, come football season. We'll see what happens.
1: A little bit of Brian in my life. A little bit of, insert Texas State great name in your life. This is Texas State greats, though. Or, what does it say? Great Bobcats. So, I wanted to reinvent Square Talks a little bit. Kind of put people in certain categories, you know. So, Great Bobcats, Square Talks is where we talk to, you know, people like Don... Some of the coaches, you know. So, yeah, I'm just kind of segmenting things a little bit differently. Also, you can find the content you need. But thank you, Zimmel. I appreciate your kind word. I will say, after that podcast with Don, Zimmel uh, got a little shout out, got some free gear. I'm wondering if some of that free gear is going to come my way.
0: Nope, oh, squeaky wheel gets the uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease, and oh, I, I get a hat. No.
1: It's okay. At least Nigel Pearson will still talk to me.
0: (laughs) Low blow. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up.